Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Hello, and welcome to Uplifting Women podcast. I'm Kristen Strunk, and I'm here with my co-host, Ali Tesca. We are so excited today to have with us Ruby Skilton. Ruby is a podcasting mentor, audio expert, limb difference advocate, self-love master, and entrepreneur. She is the founder of Podcast & Co., host of the Flaunt Your Flaws podcast, and creator of the POYV method. Being born with a physical difference could have positioned Ruby's life to go in a different direction. She could have fallen into the victim mentality and lived a life of, I wish I could. But she used her difference as fuel to become successful, impact others, and bring awareness to the power that we all hold through our voice and our story. Ruby's mission is to help amplify women's voices through podcasting and sharing their story. Her purpose in life is to have fun and remind women that regardless of their quote-unquote flaws, they get to feel good, sexy, and beautiful in their skin. Welcome, Ruby. We are so happy to have you here, and we couldn't think of a better way to talk about empowering and uplifting women. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we would really love to start with you telling us about yourself and sharing your story with us. Yeah, so I'll try to keep this short because, um, you know, we could talk for hours about this. Um, but basically, my name is Ruby Skelton, like you said, and I was born with a physical difference. So that's different for everyone that's born with a physical difference for me. It just happens to be on my left arm. I have a short left arm with a club arm and four fingers on my right hand. Um, growing up, it was... I had, the best childhood. I, If I wanted to do gymnastics, my mom put me in gymnastics. If I wanted to be a cheerleader, I was a cheerleader. So I never saw myself as different, ever. I was just like, you know, it is what it is. I was never bullied when I was little, which is crazy considering how big of an issue that is. And it all seemed pretty great. I had a supportive system. Then I get to middle school. I ended up changing schools. And the funny thing about my story is that I was never bullied or made fun of by my peers, but I started to notice it in myself. So I started to talk bad about myself, meaning I was in the basketball team. If we lost a game, oh, it's my fault because I don't have two arms to like make the shots, even though that was not true. 
But I really, really convinced myself that there was something wrong with me. So uh, in middle school, I started kind of secluding myself. Um, I'm Hispanic, so quinceañeras are a big thing. And I was dropping out of quinceañeras when I was 15 because the, the dresses were strapless. So I was losing a lot of friends mainly because I didn't tell them what was happening. So it was just like internal, I was just like, oh no, I'm not gonna do that, sorry, I'm chopping off. Or like, I'm not gonna wear that because like, I just, I don't want to. Although it was a, I don't feel comfortable in that, but I wasn't communicating that, right? <clears throat> so that went on in middle school, I started wearing long sleeves. I actually convinced myself that that was my style, that I always wore a jacket, I always wore a sweater. And it's so funny how the brain works, that we convince ourselves of the reality that we think we we are living. So I convinced myself that long sleeve sweaters and like I became this at the time quote unquote emo kid that would wear like their long sleeves, wouldn't talk to a lot of people, like my hair swooped to the side kind of thing. And I that's just who I was. And so I go through middle school, high school, same thing. I had my really good group of friends, all the stuff. So I never saw anything wrong with my life. I never noticed how much I had drifted away from that core person that I was, a very happy, very bubbly, outgoing person. Now I was this person that like secluded, had her group of friends, but really like almost made myself the victim in everyone else's story. <clears throat> Sorry. And so I graduated high school. I, when I was in high school, I decided that music was my thing. I would write music since I was seven. It's something that like just lights my soul on fire. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go to music school. Um, when I graduated high school, I moved to California, given all my families in Texas. So me 18 being like, I'm just going to go to music school. So I go to California and there I Again, I was doing my thing. I was working for a record label. I was on the outside, very happy. I was going to the Grammys, like it was a whole thing. And I was doing the thing that people from my hometown were like, oh my gosh, you're like accomplishing so much. And I was like, yeah, like I am like this is so cool. It wasn't until I was 22 years old that I realized, yes, I'm accomplishing so much but I am so unhappy. And it was the first time I had ever reflected back on my life, right? It was the first time that I like looked back at everything and it was like, who is this person? And all this happened through a photo I saw of myself. It was on my birthday, 22nd birthday, and I remember looking at this photo. I was really, really overweight. Like I was like 250 pounds, which I'm five foot one. So that was very big for myself. Um, I wasn't given, I was living in Hollywood. So dangerous area, you know, you don't walk out if you don't have to. I was walking my puppy alone at night because I didn't want to go out in the day. Like it was just really, really bad that I looked at that photo and I said, who is she? I am literally killing myself. If I don't change, I'm gonna end up either dead or something. So 
that started this whole journey of finding who I was, who I really was. And it started as a fitness journey and it turned into something so beautiful and so powerful that I would have never expected. It turned into a self-love journey that led to podcasts. Uh, One podcast that changed my life was Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy. And when I heard her podcast, I was like, I get to choose my life. I get to decide this is not the life I want to live. What is this? What does this mean? And so her podcast changed my life. And little did I know that is what now led me to having the podcast projection company I have to that passion of like, I want people to get their voice back, right? Because that podcast gave me my voice back. It gave me my power back. And so now my whole mission is to remind women, like you said um, at the beginning, that they get to feel beautiful in their skin. They get to empower and embrace their story and lead with that. So it's a whole full circle thing. (laughs) That is amazing. You know, you you saw yourself in a photo at the age of 22 and said, this is it. This is it. You know, tell me a little bit about what was going on between middle school when you, you know, took on this false persona, let's call it that, you know, and, and t- until you turned 22. So that's a that's, you know, that's a good 10 years of your life where you were just pretending and going through the motions. What did it feel like inside of you when you were doing that? So at the time, it just felt like I was living my life. I had never stopped to reflect back on it. So it was just like the actions of like, oh yeah, everyone goes through this. I never felt, um, I, I personally never realized how depressed I was, how sad I was. I never realized that it was a cover. It was just who I was, quote unquote, at the time, that it it just felt like normal. I never mm-hmm. took the time to like reflect on it. But now like looking back, yeah, I was very sad. I was hiding so much. I had so much anger in me that I was just doing very, very stupid things. Wow. Yeah. So leading up to your 22nd birthday, would you say you had an inkling that something was coming? Or was it just a flash when you saw the picture? Yeah, so it was definitely, I knew that I didn't want to do music anymore. But I thought it was because of the industry itself. I always kind of like blamed outside forces versus like reflecting on who and what I was being. So at the time, it was kind of like, well, I don't want to do music as much anymore. It's becoming too overwhelming. So I got a normal, quote-unquote, normal job um, working for a tourist attraction, and it was it was fun. But I think there was little hidden nudges from the universe because that's how the universe works, God, whatever you believe in. Um, little seeds will be planted, but it's not until we're looking back that I'm like, oh, right. That was like all the red signs flashing to me that I didn't notice. 
You bring up a really important point. The power of reflection cannot be overlooked. You know, um, in my work with individuals, when I coach, uh, many people are opposed to keeping a journal or recording their thoughts in any way, shape or form. And, you know, for some people I know, it's like, oh, I hate writing in a little book with a pen. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to reflect that way. And I think one of the things I'd love people to leave this episode with is um, reflection could be anything you want it to be. But I encourage people to try to document it somehow. You know, whether that's writing it in a paper journal, maybe it's typing in a document. Maybe if you prefer type, that's great. Or you can dictate it to your computer or your phone or whatever. But that ability to go back in time, you know, go back a month or go back two months and see how you were feeling and and what was going on for you at that point in time. And then look at that in today's with today's eyes, mm-hmm. it is so powerful. And yeah. oftentimes people resist doing that. And I, I, I don't know why I can guess it has something to do with the pain mm-hmm. that's associated with that. And we all try to push pain aside. We don't want to, we don't want to see it. Absolutely. And I love that you said that, Holly, because I'm a firm believer in journaling. Every morning I post a journal prompt on my Instagram stories because I know a lot of people resist journaling because they're like, well, I don't know what to write. And sometimes they just need that little nudge. So every morning I post on my Instagram stories a journal prompt that people can use. But yeah, reflection is so, so powerful. And like you said, whether you're writing it down, speaking it into a phone or a computer, anything, just as long as you're getting those emotions out, one, not only is it going to be great reflection in the pa- in the future, but also it's going to help you relieve a lot of those emotions. And I think that's what happened when I decided to not continue in the music industry. There was so much that I wasn't writing. You know, before that, I was writing music so I could get those emotions onto paper. But then there was a time where I stopped writing. And there wasn't that outlet for those emotions to to get released and cycled and, like, put out there. I love that you put a reflection on your Instagram every day for people. Um, what's your Instagram handle? Now, now's a good time to say what that is. Yeah, it's just my name, Ruby Skelton, R-U-B-I-S-K-I-L-T-O-N. Fantastic. I'll have to make sure that I follow that because right. I love that. Absolutely. Well, I think what's really interesting to me and what stood out to me in the way that you went through and described your story was the the point in time where you had acknowledged that none of what you were thinking or feeling about yourself was coming from the outside. Mm. And it's interesting because I think, especially as people who identify as women, we tend to do that to ourselves a lot of times and how long it was before you kind of sat up and said, wait a minute, this this isn't who I am, this yeah. this reclusive person who's not putting herself out there and not, you know, doing that, I think is one of the things that 
is interesting to kind of reflect on from from that perspective. So I'm curious, do you find yourself slipping back into that mentality ever? And how do you pull yourself back out of it now that you have recognized some of that? Mm, I love this question so much because yes, absolutely. There's situations and there's times, not only as the business grows, but as I put myself out there that there's times of like, who cares about my story or like, Who am I to share this? Who am I to be talking on this? So it's definitely, it happens not as often anymore. But when it does, I'm able to kind of like identify it a lot quicker. So I don't think it's something that ever goes away. You just get better at like, oh, that's not my thought. Uh, Let's shift that, right? So for me, what I do when those things do come out is one, I give myself so much grace. I'm like, you're human. This is going to happen. Second, I check in with my inner child. I love her. I have a greater relationship with my inner child. Um, And I'm like, what do you need? Because what I found is that when those things do come up, it's never present or future me. It is always something that happened either when I was really little or in middle school or in high school that triggers that, right? That version of me gets triggered and she goes wild. So I check in with every single version of myself, let's call her, and be like, okay, are you the one that's triggered or are you the one that's triggered? And depending on who or what that version is, then I take action. So for example, yesterday I did a really, really powerful breath work with one of my mentors and I was just in a downward spiral yesterday. After or during the breath work, what ended up happening is I realized my little girl, she, my inner child that's like five years old, she needed creativity. I've been in such like a hustle um space in my life right now that she was like I need to create so I was like you know what you got it so yesterday how I dealt with those emotions I blanked out my calendar and I did I went to Hobby Lobby bought a bunch of arts and crafts and just sat for like hours doing arts and crafts so that's how it looked like yesterday sometimes it's like you know what I need to go work out at the gym or I just need to journal. Sometimes it's gonna be like, you know what? I need to watch a really sad movie, lay in my bed and cry. And I just allow myself to do these things without any judgment. Wow, that is so powerful and so empowering to have that acknowledgement of taking the pause of saying, this is what I need. Um, And this is what, this is what would make me feel better or move through these particular emotions. Um, it's a, yeah. it's definitely a, a skill that, that uh, we need to develop as adults. And I, I love, I love that, you know, you've got a toolbox of things to, yeah. to reach into, you know, so oftentimes we think, Oh, I'm stressed. I need to go for a run. Or, you know, maybe what you need is just some self-care. Maybe you need to cuddle up on the couch with your favorite Afghan and a, and a sappy movie and a bowl of popcorn, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the idea that you have incorporated breath work. You incorporate exercise. 
um, you know, you've got a sense about there are many different things that you can do to take care of yourself and the different aspects of who you are. And I think, you know, that is a really good call out to people out there. Don't think it's one size fits all, or you can use the same thing over and over again. I know too, some days I am just an arts and crafts junkie. And when I, when, when I get into my space um, and I start, it, it's like everything else in my brain turns off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like as adults, we get so caught up in like, oh, I don't have time to do that. Or judging ourselves of like, I could be using my time for something so much better. But there's nothing better than taking care of yourself. Because if you're not at 100%, you can't show up 100% for anything, whether you're a mom, a grandparent, a student, whatever it is, you need to be 100% within yourself in order to give to others. Therefore, no, there's not a better thing you could be doing with your time than taking care of yourself. That it's is so, so true. important. It is so true. So tell me, tell us a little bit about what is the P-O-Y-V method? Yes. So it's the power of your voice method. So for me, that was a big thing. Of I was so ashamed of my difference that I almost ignored it for those 10, 12 years of wearing long sleeves from middle school till I was 22. And I was really ashamed of sharing anything that had to do with my story. So with friends and classmates, it was something that I really never talked about. The first time that one of my good friends, she's one of my best friend's sisters, asked me um, when we first met, we were in freshman year, she sat me down and she said, hey, like, can I ask you a personal question? And I was like, uh, sure. And she goes, what happened? That's the only time anyone has had asked me like about my difference and it was really awkward at the time I like kind of was just like oh I was just born like that like whatever and that's how I really dealt with that and with the uh, power of your voice method it's really about embracing your story not pieces of your story but your whole story because if you are the one talking about it, if you're embracing it, maybe some parts are not super proud moments, you know, there's going to be dips of like, oh, I really shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't, you know, whatever, but you didn't know any better. So the whole concept of this method is to embrace your story, share your story unapologetically, because that's who you are. And when you take control of like, this is who I am, um, screw F, whatever, whoever wants to say whatever, then you are in charge of your future. Because no one can come along and be like, oh, well, I know the secret about you. It's like, okay, well, I share that secret to everyone. It's only shameful when you don't embrace it. It's only shameful when you don't talk and share about it. It doesn't have to be public. It could be just like embracing it internally and being like, I'm proud of who I am. For me, I chose to speak it on a podcast. I choose to show up on social media with my story. But that's my personal option. You could choose however. But yeah, that whole method is just really, truly embracing who you are and what message or the reason you were put in this world. You are a beautiful soul. Thank Absolutely. you so much. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking that there is so much clarity and so much wisdom that you're 
bringing to the conversation. And it, it makes me very curious about, you know, how did you come into the space of, of claiming what's yours and, you know, being the empowered person that you are? Mm. My heart is like beaming right now. So thank you for those words. Um, You know, it started, I feel like there's a couple different aspects to it. The first aspect is I grew up very religious, well, not very religious, but like in the Catholic church, I went to Catholic schools all my life. Um, And so religion was always this thing that played a big part in my life. But then when I came into the the deep depression at 22 and all this stuff, or before 22, um, I realized like, you know what, this is not something I believe. So I started searching for something else. I started looking into other religions and then I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I just started picking up what felt good. I'm one of those persons that like, I don't have to subscribe to the whole thing. I just like grab what I like from here, from there, from there. And then I like just make a Frankenstein believe or whatever. And I think that's been such a powerful tool for me because I've taken aspects from like meditation. I've taken aspects from astrology, from the Catholic Church, from Christianity, from all the aspects of everything, Wiccan, like all the stuff. And for me, it's something that I just, when I heard it for the first time, as I was exploring all these, it just clicked in my head. And I was like, oh, that's right. That feels so good in my body. So I'm so sorry if you hear my puppy in the back. Um, so I, I don't even know if I have like a proper answer for that because it was just like, I knew it from past lives. I think my soul recognized certain aspects of like, when I did breath work for the first time, it came so naturally that I was like, oh, wait, what is this? Or like the concept of angel numbers. It was like. I is something in my soul recognized it and that's probably not the answer that like we were expecting or whatever but it, it's just something that my soul recognized and I was like oh yeah this is the way but I think we all have that especially um those who identify as women we our soul recognizes certain things and it's like oh yes this is where we're meant to go And for a long time, I ignored those nudges. I ignored those recognitions of like my my being, my soul, intuition, whatever you want to call it was like, oh, let's go somewhere right now. And my brain was like, no, that makes no logical sense. So I almost had to like leave logic aside. I always say I'm the most illogical. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to English, but um, (laughs) I'm like, I am not logical at all when I quit my job it made no sense but it worked out so I'm that kind of person that just like trusts everything that like oh I feel like moving from the couch and like I'll move for no reason and it's like I was very comfortable but my soul said move so I moved um same thing when I moved from California to now Vegas I was visiting a friend and it was like you're moving to Vegas, something in me. And I was like, okay, universe. I texted my boyfriend and I go, hey, we're moving to Vegas. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. 
we're moving to Vegas. And he was like, okay, cool. But I think that's been such like the, the key of just trusting those nudges and that when something feels right, let's go for it. When something feels like, mm, I don't know, being like, no. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a absolutely no. You know, you bring up another really, really good point. People think that all of their intelligence sits in their head. And the truth is we are intelligent beings. Yes. We're not just intelligent heads. And our hearts and our guts and our souls, they guide us. Mm -hmm. But you have to be quiet enough and open enough to pay attention to those messages because they come differently than what you're thinking. So clearly you are tuned into that way of understanding yourself and the universe around you, which is, that's quite a gift, Ruby. That's that not everybody has that gift. Um, And if I could make a wish for the world, it would be for everybody to really embrace that feeling of what's going on around me and what is my body telling me? Not what's my head telling me, what's my body telling me? Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of times, especially at the beginning, your head is going to be so, so loud that it's so easy to miss the whispers. Because what I found is that the universe, your soul, your intuition, they whisper. You're loud is obnoxious and annoying and loud. And like, you're not capable of that. You suck. You're this, you're that. And your soul is like that silent cheerleader. That's like, no, you got this. Keep going. So when you do hear those little whispers, go for it. Yeah. You have to pay attention. Yep. And there's so many ways to pay attention. So many ways. Yes. Pay attention and trust. This has been really cool. I don't think we've ever gone down this uh, mystic kind of path before on the, <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm very excited about this. I'm totally into it. I'm totally into angels and yes. all kinds of things. So it's uh, it's been a joy talking with you. Oh, it, same with you guys. It really, really has been. And Ruby, I, I so appreciate the perspective and the energy that you're bringing to the world uh, through your entrepreneurship, through your voice, if you will. So where can our audience find you? Where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm on TikTok, Instagram, all the places. Just my name, Ruby Skelton. That's my username all across YouTube, all the stuff. Um, Instagram, that's where I post most like interesting stuff that's happening tiktok is just like a creative outlet that i put basically shit posts so yeah follow wherever you'd like if you want um more of like the podcasting stuff that's at podcast and co on instagram um and yeah i'm excited to connect with everyone listening thank you so very much for your time today this has been a really awesome conversation and i'm i'm so glad you came uh, and wanted to speak with us and share your story with our listeners so thanks again and hey keep up the great work thank you so much holly and Kristen. it's been amazing spending time with you thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of uplifting women podcast 
Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to uplifting women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you. Please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.